What is it you've always known should be possible that you've never been able to find? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show, where we give you the tools to change anything you cannot change and create everything you desire in a different and easier way. Now here are your hosts, founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Hello, everyone. It is Andrew Gardella, and today I am joined by the most amazing person ever. I don't... I, look at that intro. There you go. Uh, Mr. Christopher Hughes. Oh, oh, oh. Who's also Santa Claus now? Sure, why not? I was at a department store yesterday and braving the crowds in the holiday shopping, and Santa was there. You saw Santa? I, yeah, he was there. He was there. He was there in the... In the Christmas department at David Jones Department Store here in Brisbane, Australia. So, you know, I just I was moved by the holiday spirit, and I thought I'd give everyone a little ho ho ho. That's amazing. I just want to know if Santa, you know, just has amazing bilocation skills, or how he just gets around the world so so quickly. You know? Yeah. It just. Well, do you know the history of Santa Claus? <laughs> I, I do, because you told me, but I don't think all our listeners out there do. So, like, why well, don't you give it to them? Well, I, I had a dinner party last night with some friends, and we were talking about this, because we were talking about Christmas in all these different countries and locations and what it means. And, you know, some of the people there were starting to get a bit cynical about Christmas, because they were saying, well, I was in Bangkok last week, and that's really a Buddhist country, and suddenly, for the first time ever, I was seeing Christmas trees everywhere, everywhere there was Christmas trees, and, you know, of course, people had to go, yeah, today, anyone will do whatever to make a dollar, they'll put up trees just so that, you know, they can sell more shit, and anyway, but originally, Santa Claus, and that was the other funny thing that was brought up in conversation, sorry, I'm a little wandery this morning, but you're, Mm -hmm. you're fine. Um, you're autistic enough that it's perfect for you. So I'm fine with it. I was I was in this Uber and we were listening to the radio, and the guy said on the radio he said that there has been a movement or a campaign to change the name of Santa Claus to Santa Person. Oh <laughs> yes, I Santa Claus was too gender specific. And that was that was taking away opportunities from women, and I was like, "Are you for real?" Well, then I want to be Mrs. Claus if we're going this way. I think you know. I think we should roll swap totally, and Santa Claus should be Mrs. Like Santa Claus should be home, and Mr. Claus should be the one that just gets to stay at home all year and be a house husband. I like this. I'm happy with it. Go okay, for your so, role reversal. Exactly, right? But the thing is, well, Santa Claus actually was a person. He was he was an 11th century saint named Saint Nicholas, and Saint Nicholas was known for generosity of spirit and for anonymously leaving gifts in people's shoes. And from that, all these years later, we celebrate St. Nicholas. So Christmas was actually, aside from being the celebration of the birth of Christ, traditionally in the Christian sense, it was also a a feast day celebrating the saint of St. Nicholas and how he would leave these anonymous gifts in people's shoes 
we kind of evolved that and developed the tradition of putting gifts in stockings on Christmas Eve. And that's why we have this sort of element with Christmas presents that you're not supposed to peek and you're not supposed to know what they are and wait until Christmas Day to find out the surprise of all your gifts that you're all going to hate and be disappointed in and want to return them. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There we go. It went into a a downward spiral really quick. A a down, dark, and twisted day. Well, maybe we should tell everybody what the theme of today's show is. What's the title of our show today? uh, So what if you could actually be happy during the holidays? You can't. Give it up. No. Don't bother. I also like, we also had the the caption was, I, I was just curious, you know, why do people wish you happy holidays, but no one's actually any happier or they're happy at all? No, they're like, stressed. They're stressed and anxious. They eat too much. They spend too much. They think they have to put on this magical, miraculous, perfect day for everybody, and nobody's nobody's ever really that happy with it or wants it. I mean, in in our family here in Australia, the my mother-in-law compensates to a degree that is beyond insane because she had terrible Christmases growing up. She tries to make storybook picture perfect Christmases for everybody. And for five adults, she cooks a fish and a ham and a turkey and roast beef. And then she does pork belly. And then she does, she does like six to eight main courses for five adults. All to provide this beautiful Christmas table for everybody to enjoy and there's this such intensity and expectation and pressure behind you're gonna have a good time that no one really has a good time so well isn't that fabulous the chris it it is the season you know yeah so what if what if you could be happy during the holidays what could that look like for you yeah what if you could have fun so I used to live in Asia, in uh, South Korea, and I had quite a few Christmases there. And what really amazed and amused me was seeing Christmas, as my friend was saying about Bangkok the other day. I saw Christmas in Japan. I saw Christmas in South Korea and China, all these different countries, Taiwan. And they have totally different points of view of what Christmas can and should be. And they're all based on the media because Christmas isn't part of their tradition. So say, for example, in South Korea, it was always very funny to me, that to Koreans, Christmas was a really romantic holiday. It was like a time when (laughs) you went on dates and you gave everybody a sheet cake you know, those big, long slab cakes like you'd get at the grocery store. Um, and <laughs> and also went shopping. You got together with your date and you gave them a cake and you went shopping. That was their idea of Christmas. And I remember seeing the first year that they had a Christmas tree in the town hall, like the park outside the town hall in Seoul, Korea. They topped the Christmas tree with baby Jesus on a crucifix. No angel, no star. They thought, oh, we'll put this on the tree. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Baby Jesus crucified? Yes. 
<laughs> absurdly bizarre and graphic thing I've ever seen in my life. It was really strange. I didn't even know they made crucifixions with baby Jesus on it. No, baby Jesus was never crucified if, if you know, if that was even a real thing. But so it was like the most um, strange and bizarre thing. But it was so fascinating to see their interpretation of Christmas as an outsider from their point of view. The other one that was amazing was Japan. So Japan had a really popular um, marketing campaign run around Christmas time by Kentucky Fried Chicken. So the tr- it, it was so popular that the tradition in Japan and their idea of what you do at Christmas is you go to KFC. It's like the KFC holiday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so every time you go to Japan around Christmas time, there are lineups at KFC. That's what you do. How ho ho. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I just, it's just very bizarre. And we think okay. our how. But yeah, but we look at our, the way we do it. Okay, these people have, have adopted a point of view based on what they think is appropriate for the holidays. But how much are we adopting a point of view about how we should be, should act, and what constitutes the perfect, appropriate, wonderful holiday based on a point of view? Of course, we must have it right because Christmas is part of our Christian tradition that we've been raised with as a culture. But... What if something else was actually possible? I mean, Nothing else I love is it. possible. I love it because, you know, my husband and I, we love to decorate and we love to set up for the holidays and we like all the meals and we have a couple traditions of our own on Christmas is that, you know, Christmas Eve is for my husband and I and we get some really good champagne and we get really good caviar and we watch Christmas carols, and we just eat caviar and drink champagne, just the two of us, and we laugh and have fun. And that's part of our Christmas tradition. But also our tradition is when we decorate the tree, we have strange and unusual Christmas decorations. So we have one that is a little shrimp, like from a shrimp cocktail, and we have one that's a pickle. And we have one that's a hula girl and one that's a unicorn and one that's a gay mermaid and one that is a lobster and one that's a crab and one that's a stinging, um, what are those Wait. things called? Those, stingray? Um, yeah, stingray. Yes, all those, this is like just really bizarre. Every year we find more bizarre and strange decorations to have the most outlandish, ridiculous, outrageous tree. Well, so I want to know though that this gay, uh, Mermaid, would that be a merman then, or is this a lesbian yes. mermaid? No, he's a, he's a merman. He's a merman, okay. and he okay. has a sparkly, sparkly, sparkly tail. It's bedazzled. Okay, okay. So, so you're just saying because he has a bedazzled tail, that means he's gay. <laughs> well, no, because he, 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 if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, he gay. He gay. You All just, right, you, fine. You no, know it's very way. So. All right. That's how we, we do it. We make Christmas fun for us by we acknowledge the tradition, but we turn it on, on its head and say, hey, okay, so what if this was fun just for us? But energetically, for all of you out there listening, how much are you actually letting yourself have fun at Christmas? And how much are you buying into all the craziness, all the anxiety and stress around the holiday? 
I mean, everybody spends themselves into a hole beyond what they really should be spending, and they eat themselves beyond what they really should be eating, and they drink themselves beyond what they really ought to be drinking. And I know should and ought to are judgments, but in truth, most people are going beyond what they can actually handle. As if that's actually being generous. As if that's actually being generous, as if that's actually having a good time. Look, if I eat way more than my body actually wants, this means we're having fun. What? (laughs) So everything that brought up or let down for all of you listening, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. (sighs) Oh, my God. But I think it's very interesting, Chris, because we have this idea that being generous means we we overgive or we give like we extend too far or we buy presents and things that we like shouldn't really get for people or or you have to get someone a present or, you know, and it has to be. Exactly. But though there is there is something really fun in giving something to someone that pushes their boundaries of receiving and watching them go what and not from a sense of obligation but from a sense of let's see what I can change and create in this and there's a possibility of creating another possibility for everybody when you do that and I'd love to give you an example of that but I have a feeling we're about to go to a break uh, sometimes uh, finish sometimes finish uh, am I wrong I- no, it's, it's 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 closing in. I think I think we have like four minutes still. Okay, good. Okay, good. Josh okay. hasn't let me know, so either okay. we're lagging, or well, or we have we have a few minutes, but we can well, take minutes because we're I'm in jump- charge. No, no, no. I can I can uh, three I can minutes. Tell this, I can tell this story quickly then because we have our, our antique store here in Brisbane, Australia, the Antique mm-hmm. Guild, and a lady came in the other day, and she's a, also a jewelry dealer here in Brisbane, and she wanted to buy a few of our pieces. And I also knew that she had a piece that our manager, James, really wanted. And it was a little more money than, well, it was a fair bit more money than what he could really afford to buy for himself from his point of view. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I said to her, look, I'll give you a better price for the three things of mine you want, but I want you to throw in that ring. And... She went, um, I'm not sure. And then I said, well, it's up to you. I just really want to be able to give that ring to James, our manager, for Christmas because I know he really wants it. And this lady has not had a lot of generosity in her life. And when she saw me willing to do that for him, it changed her life. It changed James's life when I gave him the ring. And it changed my life and our business as well because he was so much more excited and he felt honored and he felt like we were grateful for him and acknowledged for the gift that he is with this this very generous gift. And it actually changed everything for all of the parties involved by being generous. It required generosity from the other dealer, generosity from me and from our business, and it created a whole lot of goodwill all the way around. But and, there was you know, no obligation from anybody around it. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's the whole point, isn't it? You know, goodwill is supposed to be, and generosity isn't to create an obligation. It's just from the ability 
that you have and from what you have available to be able to gift it without any kind of expectation of a return. Exactly. Like, for example, you moved into your new apartment and it was really cool. And I was looking at the floor plan with you and I realized, oh, you need some longer hole runner rugs because you've got this Mm -hmm. really long hallway. And I saw one and I bought it. And I showed it to you and you, you, you thought you were going to have to buy it from me. And I went, well, I bought it for you as a gift. And you went, really? And you were so happy about it. And I was. It's like, it's just fun to be able to give people things that make their lives better that they actually receive. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, with that, we'll, we'll leave you guys to ponder that while we go to a commercial break. And when we come back, maybe we'll talk more about uh, gifting, receiving, you know, generosity and being grateful. So we'll be back uh, on the Access Conscious Snow, Access Conscious Snow, Access Consciousness <laughs> Show. The snow. <laughs> but I'm in Australia. There's no snow here. Oh, well, they, it's apparently, you know, you're just out of luck. So anyways, we'll be back in a few short minutes. <laughs> Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Here's what I love about the pearls of possibility. They come to my email inbox, just pow, there they are. I'm laying in my bed, I'm taking a nap, pow, pearls of possibility. Two, they're all the latest and greatest clearings that Gary and Dane are creating on the Voice America calls just delivered to me. So my lazy ass doesn't actually have to listen to the freaking call every week. I can just get the clearings. Hello? And three, it's $10 a month. You don't have to pay $50,000 to fly to Africa and, you know, be first class and be fancy all day and go to a class. No, you could lay naked in your kitchen if you want and listen to these things. They just show up. It's $10 a month. Why are you not doing that? So if you want to be a lazy ass like me, sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities at www.com. You guessed it, pearlsofpossibilities.com. That's www.pearlsofpossibilities.com. How does it get better than that? Have you ever stayed at a place that alters your reality and you become more as a result of it? Have you ever been to a land so joyful that your whole body lit up? We have a very special invitation for you. The chance to pre-purchase a night or three at two of the most unique places on the planet, Castello di Borgone in Italy and Proa, the resort in Costa Rica. A purchase that will create a different future for you and a different future for the planet. To learn more, just go to projectpossibilities.com and reserve a future night for you at the lowest rate to ever be offered. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. Hello, everyone. It's Andrew and Christopher. Yay. The unholy duo. The the unholy duo. Yay. It is really, I like it because, you know, it is really Christmas. You know, I'm getting more of Chris. So, yay. 
Yeah. Well, apparently, you know how every name has a meaning when you look up mm-hmm. the meaning of names. Apparently, Chris as a name means he who carried Christ from the valley. Oh. When when Jesus was walking along with his big cross over his shoulder that he had to haul. I mean, how bad is that? They're crucifying you. That's one thing. But they make you carry the cross there yourself. I mean, I would but just we're not be like, celebrating his crew. We're not celebrating. His oh, death. right. That's it's, Easter. That's it's, Easter. It's his birth. It's, his birth. it's Easster. For, don't get for don't, us, don't mess with the son is given. A child is it's, born and his name shall be called wonderful. Marvelous. Yes. That's what it says in the Bible. Yes. There yeah. you go. So we're celebrating that. But now, but we're also celebrating all holidays of the season, you know, because because we don't want to exclude anyone. Yeah. Or be offended by the gender gender type of of well, said what other, Christmas what other heroes. Holidays? Well, we talked earlier before the break. We talked about how Christmas was actually an amalgamation of of it was the, the pagan holiday of the solstice. Mm-hmm. It was the, the 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 winter solstice and it was a combination with the um this the the saints feast day for saint nicholas and then also they threw in Jesus this the birth birthday. christ they just went well how do we you know get everyone together on this and and keep them all happy except for wouldn't the it Jews. be funny if jesus the Jews, was born they do something else. yeah they do they, hanukkah they do hanukkah and what they usually do on christmas is they get chinese takeaway and go to the movies i like doing chinese takeaway and going to the movies on christmas I know. Maybe I'm that Jewish sounds and I just don't know. More. Exactly. Well, so. <laughs> um, no, but I just think, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if, like, Jesus was actually born in, like, July or something? Well, like, the it didn't really have the same standardization of calendars. So it probably wasn't anywhere near what we think it was in terms of date. But hey, that's a that's a broader conversation. That's that's too that's too in depth for this, that too academic for this this t- call. But I think maybe what we what we have achieved with our conversation so far in this call is deconstructed Christmas enough so it has a little bit less significance for people, and that's uh, that's okay. maybe it's my hope. Well, I think that's the important thing to talk about. Is you know, it's like, what if the like this this entire season was more about the fun. And actually enjoying people rather than the significance and the, the structure of all of these things. And this kind of tradition, like we have these ideas of tradition, but so oftentimes it's like the, like the tradition doesn't allow for anything to change or people get upset when there's any change in the tradition. Exactly. And it's like I re- that's, that's why at this holiday, probably the, the best tool in your, at your disposal is asking yourself all the time, constantly, who does this belong to? Because I know a lot of you probably know this, some of you who don't, 99.99999% of all the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that you're experiencing are not actually yours. You're just picking them up from the world around you. And this time of year, people are worried about money. They're worried that they've bought the right thing. They're worried that they don't have enough time or they're not going to get to the supermarket before everyone else and they'll be sold out of turkeys. They're worried about all kinds of inane, crazy things. You know, will they have the right decorations? Will they, will they look right? Will they get the thing that they want to get for Christmas? All of this expectation and angst and worry and stress, None of it is yours. You actually do have a choice to acknowledge it, allow it to be there because it ain't wrong, 
and just go, huh, you know, if I was having this for me and doing it the way I know is possible, what could I choose here? What would it be like for me to have fun and enjoy myself regardless of what everyone else is choosing? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, it, and it's just, I, I think it, it's so much what you were talking about is the, uh, like, you know, when, if it was really about like a true sense of generosity um, versus the idea of you have to get someone something or anything. It's like my family doesn't give a lot of gifts. And so all the kids, like there's four of us now. So we all just do a trade and one person gets assigned to the other kind of thing. And so like I got my, well, and now it's a little extended since, you know, my brother and sister are, are married. So the, the, the in-laws are included. But so it's like my mom sets like a price limit that's affordable for everyone. And then it's like, and so I got my bro- my brother and my sister got my sister-in-law. And I was like, oh, let's just get them dinner to a nice restaurant. But, you know, I think my mom set that thing at $35. I was like, whatever, just go spend $100. Like, here's $100. And I gave it to my sister and had her pick up a gift card. But it's like, you know, they have three kids. It's like a nice evening out with them might be nice. And I said, and then I, I volunteered my sister. I'll pay for your half, too. You just have to babysit their three kids. <laughs> um, but it's like. You know, it's like to them, it's not a lot of money, but to them, you know, that like an evening out where they can actually go and have a nice dinner without any kids or anything might be something they could appreciate. So, yeah, but but isn't it interesting how your mother had to set that limit, that price limit of what could be spent? Because this is the thing is people do have a limit to what they can receive. And if Mm -hmm. you give them more than what they can receive they will actually resist it and hate you for it. This is what no one one tells you, but it's actually true. If you actually gave them more than what they could receive, they would be cranky. I mean, for Andrew, one thing I know about you is you have a willingness to have a much bigger and greater and grander life than your family. Is that, Mm -hmm. would you agree? And you buy stuff. You buy stuff all the time for yourself to decorate your apartment and to add to your collection and to have a bigger life. You buy antiques and art and silver and jewelry and suits and travel, and it pushes your family's buttons because they're not willing to receive how different you are and how much bigger a life you're willing to have. But well, this even is the just thing when you're buying a gift. Sorry, I keep rambling here. You got me at well, my I just wanna, 8 a.m., yeah. so I'm like, I'm going. Yeah, you're 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 wide eyed, but but I, I just want to. I think I want to like to. So it's like one thing is like. So how many out there of you have I actually been like really looking to be generous and give someone something that would be just fabulous for them or perfect for them, and you gave it to them and they like hated it, or they hated you for giving them this gift that was that you knew was still perfect for them, but they just were really upset with you afterwards. Yeah. Well, was that gift actually more than they could receive? So yeah. Everywhere you've been making yourself wrong for that ever since and just gave up being the generosity that you actually are because you were it and someone couldn't receive it and now you're just never going to do it again will you destroy and uncreate all of that yes right and wrong good and bad fuck all nights that's where my husband and i came up with our sort of little tradition of our christmas eve together because 
His mother has the expectation at Christmas that we will arrive Christmas Eve and we will leave the day after Boxing Day. And we just live 15 minutes away by car. Like, it's there's no need for us to stay for four days. And we like to try and keep the Christmas visit down to four or five hours at maximum. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why we were like, you know what? We're not having fun. This does not work for us. We want to spend some time together. And so we have this tradition of caviar and champagne and doing the things that we like and having fun the way we like to have fun. And it does ruffle some feathers for us choosing for us because it's not something that they can receive because they do the same thing that you were talking about with your family. They have what they can receive and they have these expectations and anything beyond that is not okay by them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's just interesting because I was looking at um, next year, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll go like visit some friends or something during the holidays rather than being home, you know, with my family. And I, it's just funny because, you know, we talk about these traditions and like you said with your mother, but it's like to my mother, it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like you have to be at home with your family during the holidays. I'm like... Why? But I see you guys, like, I'm here, like, if I spent a week in July, you know, I just keep saying July because I think of Christmas in July. But if I spent, like, a week around and saw everybody and hung out with them in May, oh, that's not acceptable. You have to do it, you know, at this time of year because, you know, that's when everyone is happy or that's when it's special. Like, that's what you have to do. So... How many for like all the means, methods, and modalities you have with Christmas and all the other end of the year holidays that you're celebrating? All the form, structure, and significance will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes, right and wrong, oh, good, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and mans. Well, my that we've been talking about my my mother-in-law and my husband's family. My mother has her own tradition at Christmas, and that is that every year at Christmas she gets really sad. And every year, without fail, she gets sad and unhappy and a bit depressed and a bit teary, even without alcohol, because she's always disappointed with with what Christmas turns out as. It's never quite what she expects it to be. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because this is another great example of who does that belong to. And I always, I always wonder, like, where is this coming from? You could have given her the Hope Diamond and had 50 of her closest friends over and had a lovely time together and she would still get sad and cry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but the Hope Diamond is kind of cursed, so, I mean. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. But how many uh-huh. of you out there get disappointed around the holidays that it just does not live up to your expectations or the hype of what you think Christmas is supposed to be. Well, you know what it is. Why is that? Well, I was just going to say, because anytime you have a projection or expectation, you set yourself up for disappointment. Exactly. So all the expectations, projections, rejections, separations, and judgments you have about Christmas, how it should be, could be, would be, and how you should be, could be, or would be, can we destroy and create all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. Well, what else is it possible? Was inter- it was interesting. I was having a, a conversation with, with a, a girl yesterday um, about, like, the Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and I don't know if you have the Hallmark 
movie, but it's it's like this gift card. Like Hallmark is a is a gift card. Uh, like they're they're a brand of cards um, in uh-huh. America, um, but they have their own TV channel. It's and and I don't know if it's still Hallmark. I think it is. But they they would they just play nonstop Christmas mu- movies, like the the cheesy hokey ones. And it's basically has a similar theme of like a busy a busy businesswoman goes out to a small town and is like engaged or in love with the wrong, like they're ready to get married to the man or they're, they're just too busy for love. And then they find a small town, like really good guy, handsome man that works as a baker or in a coffee shop or, you know, as a carpenter, I don't know. And then they have a dog and they live happy ever after. Cause she learned in, in, really the in gift. terrible sweaters. Oh, terrible sweaters. Yeah, terrible sweaters. Because she learns to uh, gift and receive. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. And there's Christmas magic involved because Santa's sometimes in it, and he like twinkles his fingers or something, and they. I you just know, think go this, back. this must be a good Christmas holiday call that we're doing here because we've mentioned a lot of brand names, and and yeah. you know oh. maybe we should get some product placement kickback or something for this. Oh darn! <laughs> you know we should really. I should have thought about that, Chris. We should have sold advert. I'm going to do that next time. But like, hey, you want us to mention your your brand? We can we can talk about it in a very covert way. Exactly. Um, no, it, it, and it's so funny how, you know, well, let's just do that again. So how many projections, expectations, separations, rejections, and judgments do you have about Christmas and the holiday season that keep you from having any fun? Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and I create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, oh, boys and beyonds. And the other interesting thing is how many of you actually don't have a projection or expectation about it, but you're around everyone else who has a projection or expectation about what should occur and what shouldn't occur. And so they keep you from not having any fun. <laughs> Everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds, beyonds. <laughs> this Jewish Christmas is starting to sound pretty good of just, you know, like going for Chinese food in the movies. But, um, hey, that's just my point of view. Little known fact. So, so um, my mother is a very good holiday traditionalist, if you haven't figured it out at this point. But I'd like to see how each year the tradition wanes a little bit or she softens. Yeah, it, I think it does happen. You know, people's spirits get broken eventually. Well, I'm I'm watching <laughs> her spirit gradually get broken over the years, and I'm not saying I'm enjoying it, but I'm finding it interesting. You know, it's like as a as, so as a child, we would drive out like an hour and a half or two hours to this farm, and I don't know how she figured out this farm, but ever since I was like as young as I can remember until well into high school, I think I think part way through high school it changed. Um, we would drive out the family, and but mind you, there's four kids at one point in this car, minivan, two parents, you know, just driving two hours out to trudge through the snow to find a Christmas tree, our Christmas tree. Then we cut it down. It drags it back. You know, we go for a sleigh ride. We have some hot chocolate. They wrap the tree up. We throw it on the on top of the the car, and then bring it into the house. So. Finally, after multiple times of doing this and the tree falling over or the tree dying one of the times or just the in general labor of it, because me and my brother, when we got to pick the tree, we would pick the biggest tree that we could possibly fit in the house. Let's be honest, you know, Um, she switched to an artificial tree. (laughs) She switched to an artificial tree and now loves it. 
and and me personally, this is where I'm like, the the you know, why do you have to go artificial on Christmas? But because it's a know, lot of work. It's a lot of work to <laughs> pretend you're a happy family driving through to driving hours into the country to cut down a tree and haul it through the snow with cold toes and and, and all the rest. You know, kids they get all their suits and everything on, and then they've got to go to the bathroom and you've got to do it all again. And it's you know, none of that was actually any fun for them. It was like ten years or more of this. Like, and I'm the oldest, so I lived through the most of it. Okay. Like, oh I didn't oh get any God. reward. Um, but That's anyway, so how many projections are all the projections, expectations, separations, or injections and judgments you have of Christmas and the holiday traditions and your family at this time of year? Will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, bottom pop, all night, shorts, boys, and beyond. Well, after I think we're stopping for a break really soon, but after the break, I want to talk about Christmas trees here in Australia, where I'm calling from. Okay, it, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after the break, uh, so we're going to go to break. And after that, we're hearing Aussie Christmas trees. So yeah. uh, be back in a few. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? When you walk through the world truly being you, everything and everyone is invited to change. Join Dr. Dane here throughout 2016 in his unique classes on being you. Whether you've been asking for something greater, looking for a way to change your life, or longing to change the world, Dr. Dane's Being You classes crack open a world of ease, joy, and possibilities. For a list of Dr. Dane here's upcoming classes and resources on being you, go to www.beingyouclass.com. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. 
all of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're tuned in to the Access Consciousness Show. To join in on today's discussion, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now back to the show. We're forward. We're here. We're here. We're we're queer. Get used to it. Whoa. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm on another wavelength. No, wait. You've had too show. many cups of coffee this morning. I've had too one cup cups of, coffee. of coffee. One cup. One you very small cup. Well, I guess it's the season that's got you in such high spirits here. We start it talking has. about Christmas. and I'm and, having fun. And we just get way too much of Chris. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you told, before the break, you told your story about the Christmas tree and having to drudge through the mm-hmm. the snow to cut down trees and all the rest of that. Well, here in Australia, where I'm mm-hmm. calling from, it mm-hmm. is uh, forecast to be today 115 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. It is Christmas. But people still do the, all the Christmas same kind of decorations that make absolutely no sense here in Australia. They, It's like, what? But people decorate with snow globes and, and you know, they have their trees and put tinsel on it. But this year it's been really hot and really, really, really dry. A lot of Australia is suffering from drought this year. And what that does is it sends a lot of the critters in Australia um, – sort of on the move to find other places to be and live. And I was reading the news yesterday, and some people here who are as diehard as your mother used to be are in, are just, they have to have a live natural Christmas tree, which is ridiculous, okay? Because they put them in their homes, and they are as dry as firewood in about two days. And all the leaves start to go brown, and they look really funny, And but they're... They've got a natural Christmas tree. So one of the things that's been happening this year with a lot of the Christmas tree farms is that people get their trees home and then they find out that there are snakes hiding in them because the snakes have been looking for a place to be and have found their way into these trees because it's so dry and so hot and there's so much drought this year. And these people have been taking home Christmas trees with snakes in them. But not only snakes, but brown snakes. And brown snakes, the Australian brown, is probably the most deadly snake on the planet. And, <laughs> and I've just, just been looking at this going, wow, this is really, you know, oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Here's a snake in your tree. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's like people go to extreme lengths to have a Christmas tree and have that Christmas feeling and Christmas decoration that they must have. It's important. It's vitally important that they have this tree, even if it kills them, literally. Well, um, I think literally, and it's, you know, that's one way to poison your people's Christmas. <laughs> exactly. There is one way. 
So, yes, when I first arrived here, I thought, this isn't Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be snowing, and everyone wears sweaters and eats roast-heavy foods and then goes and sleeps or goes tobogganing and has snowball fights and makes snowmen. No, here what you do is you have you still have all these roast foods, which is mm-hmm. absurd to run your oven that long in, in heat like this, but then you go for a swim, and you go to the beach, and you have a barbecue, and you grill seafood, and that is Christmas. I don't understand. And I know. This people is- don't understand. They're like, this is really weird. But now that I've been here for about 10 years, I'm like, this, these things have started to signify Christmas to me. Aww. I, I'm like, I get it. And it's actually really quite fun having Christmas in summer because then you have, you know, when we were kids growing up, I grew up in Canada, you grew up in America. I remember when I was a kid, one of the biggest holidays of the year was Christmas and the other big holiday of the year was summer holidays. But imagine having them at once (gasps) where you get Christmas and summer all together and you're like, that's your big break of the year because here everything stops for like two and a half, three months where people take not only their summer holiday, but their Christmas holiday all at once. I think that's smart, actually. I think that's yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Hughes, before we go any further on this, and I always, you know, we get to the end of the show, and then we try and do announcements. Do you have any kind of announcements or any classes or anything coming up that we can invite people to if they like you, if they want more of Chris, you know, yes. Chris Mass? Yes, Chris Mass. Well, I have actually a new creation coming up that I'm quite uh, excited and enthused about called The Creation of Wealth. And it came about while we were in Costa Rica. Um, when A lot of the access consciousness classes that we do, I come along and do shows of jewelry while we're there. And I was looking at this jewelry show we were doing at the seven day and I went, hmm, how do I make this more fun and a bit more interesting and add a different element to it? And I got that I could do a educational talk over one lunch hour before the jewelry show to sort of demystify pieces a little bit and unlock some of the information about the pieces and answer questions and get people to actually engage with some of the jewelry handed around and learn a little bit more about it. Because, you know, if you're buying a $20,000 necklace, it's kind of nice to know why it costs $20,000, what makes it that valuable. Um, So that talk was it had such an intense energy of engagement and people were really into it. And we did it on Facebook Live. So if you're interested, you can look me up on Facebook, Christopher Hughes in Australia. And um, we streamed that whole talk for an hour. And thousands of people have watched it and been interested. So I decided to turn it into a class called The Creation of Wealth. And it will be on Zoom. And it uh, starts January 2nd. If you look at accessconscious.com and look me up, you can find the details of how to register. It's a three-part Zoom over three days, and we're going to unlock a lot of the sources of wealth that you could add to your life or start to play with to have more wealth, more possibilities, and more avenues for creating money for you in your life. Um, So, yeah, that's the thing that I'm – that's my new juicy creation. And it starts January 2nd, which is the beginning of the year when a lot of people think they don't have enough money or maybe they have the resolve with the new year to start to have more. 
So that's my new big creation coming up. And then, of course, I've got some Right Voice for You classes that I do, which are happening all over the place. The, the next one that is occurring is, I believe, the 15th or the 16th of February in Atlanta, Georgia. And again, if you look me up under the Access Consciousness site, you can find out about that and when that is exactly. It's accessconsciousness.com slash Christopher Hughes. There you go. Me. What do you got coming up? What are you doing? I don't know. I have no clue. I have stuff coming on. You can <laughs> my, please visit my website, andrewgardella.com, and you can see all this because I don't. Don't you have an SE class coming up? Oh, I do. That's right. Me and Susie Godsey have an SE extravaganza class coming up outside Houston, Texas, at the lovely Lazy Double D Ranch, which is the ranch that Gary and D, uh, Gary and D, Gary and Dane own and have their horses on and things and we just you know if you don't know about se we get to work with people bodies and horse bodies and uh yeah it's a it's hey, a so, good four wait, days hang on a minute i've had se sessions and they were awesome but mm. what is it like tell me more what like I, I don't really know what it is other than it feels awesome that's all you need to know chris it feels awesome no but, um so we're working with the idea is um it, well, SE stands for Energetic Synthesis of Structural Embodiment, which doesn't make it any clearer, you know. Um, what we're doing is really looking at, there's so much stuff that we, we think is just physical, you know, and then there's energetic stuff. But the physical is energetic, and the energetic is physical. There's really no, you know, there's no separation or no, there's no, so, there's no difference. There's no barrier between those two. So when we're working with SE, we're like changing the, the structure of your body physically, but we're, you, we're being an energy that changes that, or you're learning to be an energy or learning to receive an energy that actually allows your physical body to change. And you start breaking down those those walls and those barriers of, okay, this is a physical structure, this can't change, rather than, oh, no, it's just energy. It, like, what would, else would be possible here? Wow, that feels awesome. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so uh, that is Essie in a nutshell. It's kind of hey, like, you know. Are, aren't what? we doing a class in June together? In oh, Paris? we are. I, th- I think so. We, we, we tentatively have a, a right voice for you class in Paris in June. We have to find venues and post the classes and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, it's on the books. I, it's so funny. You know what? It's so weird when you're like this last two weeks of the year or whatever, where it's like you're still in this year, but you, so you don't really think you think everything in the next year is so far away you're like it's right. next year but no, it, exactly. it's only actually like a few months away so we have I that know. coming up i've got things happening in february and i'm going oh we've got time to get planning and creating that and i'm like mm, not really and the one no, thing no, i no. notice about this time of year too is that people have stopped working they don't mm-hmm. they they feel like they should be able to quit and not do anything more and just coast through to christmas and new years and and then January, they need a little time to sort of wake up and shake off the hangover from all of that, and then they can start again, really, in mid-January. But what, if, like really, it, what yeah. if that was the case? What if now was the time where you could create the most and get the most accomplished and instituted? Yeah. Everything doesn't allow that time as a godzilla. Will you destroy and uncreate it all? 
Yes, right and wrong, good and right. bad, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And if you guys are interested in some other cool things coming up, I know Gary and Dane are doing the first ever bars facilitator training. So you don't need to be a bars facilitator to attend that. If you've taken two bars classes already, you can attend this class. And that's going to be in Houston, January 5th and 6th. And then we also have Global Bars Day coming up on January 7th. And if you don't know what that is... Um, it's a bars extravaganza that's like 36 hours long because we do it all over the world and, you know, with all the different time zones. So we actually start on January 6th if you're in the States in the very evening. Um, so we got that coming up. And then Global Foundation is coming up in February in Houston, Texas. And that's where Gary and Dane do their one foundation class a year. And I'll be there the too. I'll be there too. I'll be there too. There you go. So if you want to come meet me and Chris in Houston, we'll be here February eighth through the last. I'm actually, I'm actually going to be doing a jewelry show at that class <gasps> in Houston. There you go. So even and, more incentive. Yes, and then and then I go to Atlanta the following weekend for Right Voice for You, and then South America to Argentina for Right Voice for You, and to Brazil for Right Voice for You, and the Right Voice for You facilitator training class. Yeah, so, so you're just a, a busy guy. So It's true. Uh, um, and a busy body as well. I want to know that, what's going on in everybody's business. Oh. Uh, um, so with that, uh, I don't know. That's like we have. So how many projections and expectations, separations and rejections do you have of Christmas and, and its traditions and what you have to do and what you don't have to do and everything that makes you miserable? Everything that is times a gazillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what would it be like this year as you're looking at all the planning and partying and gift giving you have to do for you to ask, A, who does this belong to and what can everybody around me actually receive? Yeah. Everything that doesn't allow that to show up for you, can we destroy it and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. All so, right. I think there we go. That's our show. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. Chris, do you want to sing us out? Do you want to sing a little something? We got 30 seconds. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Yeah. That was there a cheesy go. Christmas. That was a cheesy Christmas jingle bells for you all. Thank you so much for doing that, though. I feel like that, was, that really that was the, the Vegas, the Vegas remix, you know. All right. So with that, I'm Andrew Gardella, and thank you so much, Christopher Hughes, for being on the show. And thank you, Andrew we'll Gardella. Back. It was a treat. We'll be back uh, next week on the Access Consciousness Show. I want to be on this show more. Okay, you can. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye. We appreciate you joining us this week for the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website, accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Until next time, have way more fun than you're supposed to.